Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, my favorite people. Welcome back to the Balance Fun Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm so happy that you're here. Today, your favorite guest is back on the show, Jonathan Albrecht, my husband, the most requested guest of all time. Every time he comes on, the episodes go viral. I don't know how he does it, but he's just himself and everybody loves to hear from him. He's hilarious and amazing. And today we're talking all about soulmates, love languages, parenthood, love in general, marriage, etc., which is something that you guys have wanted us to touch on for a long time. Also, our differences. I'm a very spiritual person. He's not outwardly obsessed with the cosmos and astrology and all the things that I am. So we discuss that in this episode and kind of what that looks like for us. And a big topic that we talk about is the anxiety that I've been experiencing this year, how challenging that has been. I've talked about that in some solo episodes. So definitely go back and listen to those if you're curious to hear more about how severe this anxiety had gotten this year and what that has looked like for me. But in this episode, we talk about him and how it's affected him or the ways in which it hasn't affected him, how he's dealt with it, how he supports me, how it's been feeling for him, especially now that we are parents to an almost one and a half year old, which is crazy. So we're doing some updates on what that's like, fatherhood, parenthood and kind of our relationship dynamic now that we are a whole family. And we've talked about that before, but not in a long time. So this really, really needed an update. Also, something amazing is that we were on a road trip this weekend and we decided to listen to episode 11 of the Balance Bond podcast, which was the first time that Jonathan ever came on the show. Back then, we were not even dating yet. We were just friends and we started dating a few days after we recorded that. So you'll hear the flirtation in our voice how much we were kind of like flirting with each other and just saying all these positive things about each other and hanging on each other's every word. 
So if you want to go back and listen to episode 11, that is our literal origin story back when we were just friends seven years ago in 2016. And it was so fun to listen to that episode and hear how far we've come as people, also as a couple now in a relationship as we were not when we recorded that episode, but also how far the podcast has come. I was such a new podcaster. I was so excited to be on the microphone. I was talking a ton. I would ask questions, but I would never like even really get around to the answers of the questions with my guests. We would go on tangents. I would tell stories. Jonathan and I were cracking up, listening back to it. And we both just sound like babies. So if you feel inspired in any way to go back to episode 11, and just hear our origin story. I'm not sure how many of you have been listening since 2016. If you have been, you're a real OG and I freaking love you. And if you're brand new and this is your first episode, I freaking love you. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy for the whole range of people that are here, no matter how long or how short. And I'm so thrilled to share my husband with you today. He's so wise. He's literally my life coach. And I'm sharing my life coach with you guys today. So let's get into the episode. Rate and review at the end if you enjoy it. Email me a screenshot and let's just dive on in. Jonathan, welcome back to the podcast. My best friend, my other half, the most patient, selfless man I know, Thank you for putting up with me. You're welcome. Thank you for coming back into the studio. My listeners know this. It's been a wild year. And we're going to talk about so many things today. We're going to talk about soulmates, love, marriage, parenthood. But really, I think the most authentic place to start and where I really, really want to begin is to talk about how this year has been because it's been a really wild year. (laughs) And I think to try to talk about anything else just doesn't feel 100% authentic to me. It's been an emotional year. It's been a roller coaster for me. And you have been a saint. I can only wish that any woman, any human dealing with anxiety, panic attacks, chronic illness, mental health issues could have a partner as patient and as amazing as you. And I know it hasn't been easy for you per se. Can we start there? And thank you for saying that. But the the anxiety and panic attack thing, I'm still working on on that support because I have I mean, I don't I'm not good there yet. I think that you went from saying the worst possible thing to someone who's struggling with anxiety and having panic to becoming really, really good at holding space. And you've learned a lot and a lot of people wrote in and they wanted to hear about that and what that journey has been like for us as a couple, but particularly for you, because they get to hear from me all the time, but we do not often get to hear from you. Well, happy to share. I got some great advice once upon a time. And it was that, well, first of all, men, I think naturally we are problem solvers. We want to fix things. So our innate instinct is to fix and problem solve. And somebody close to me told me once that when your wife is hurting and crying and she's on the ground just having a hard time, sometimes she doesn't want a solution. She just wants you to lay there on the floor with her. 
So I don't know, maybe it was the visual of that or just the concept, but you know, just trying to lay on the floor with you a little bit more. You've been doing a really good job, a really, really good job with that because I know it's so inherent in men and it's this masculine thing to want to be a fixer. And when you see someone you love hurting, it's like, how are we going to fix this? What's the solution? And sometimes there's not really an immediate solution. And this year has, it's definitely rocked me, but I think it's made us incredibly stronger. I don't think it's rocked us. Like, I see it way differently than you do, I think. I mean, because you've been stable. <laughs> I've been yeah. struggling. So tell us from your perspective. Well, I mean, there's helping you and helping you manage what you're going through. But if I look back on the year, I'm just like, this has been a great, a great year. This is why Jonathan's amazing. This is why everybody needs a Jonathan. I mean, we've had some fun trips. We are growing and learning about one another at a, on another level. We're advancing in our parenthood mm-hmm. and, you know, now dealing with, not dealing with, but like <laughs> having a, to- a toddler. Dealing, dealing with, with toddlerhood. Also, dealing with, dealing with toddlerhood having too. a newborn is easy. Having a, well, was easier for us, I will say. Having a toddler is wild. Yeah. Newborn. Easy, easier for you. Easier for me. Jonathan had, you know, many breakdowns. So I think that's the key here. And that's really what we're talking about is when you're in a relationship with someone that you're really meant to be with, your soulmate, your person, you're going to switch off who's having ups and downs. And I love that you look back on this year and you see that we've had a lot of fun and it's been a really good year. We've done some incredible things. I would completely agree. But when I think back on January to March of this year, when I was really, really in it with anxiety and panic attacks, and if anybody listening doesn't know what I'm talking about, there's a couple solo episodes where I share what that looked like for me. And I was calling it a mental health breakdown. Now I'm calling it an awakening, an awakening to what's really important in my life and where I want to prioritize my time and what's realistic for me as a mother, as a wife, as a business owner, a daughter, a friend. Yeah. And even like seeing those opportunities to make changes and doing something about it. So I feel like you've definitely grown a lot, but you used to fester on stuff. You don't do that as much anymore. Really? Tell us more. Oh my gosh. Do I, I mean, you would get (laughs) fixated on something and, and just talk about it to either me or your close friends for forever and not take action. And you're taking a lot more action now and But like what specifically would I not take action on? I just want us to be specific because I think there's a lot of people listening who are in a similar position and they're looking for these tangible tips. Plus, selfishly, I like getting this reflection because you see me. Yeah. I mean, booking a trip to Costa Rica and committing to writing a great deal of your book. Another example would be not listening to your body and eating a certain way because maybe it worked for you two years ago, doesn't anymore. And 
feeling like you need to people please because I'm vegan, you know, you had a heavy hand in that. And now that you've kind of shifted away from it, like, God forbid you had, you know, something in the house that was like a meat product every once in a while, like you would be terrified. And I don't care. But you, but you would think I would care. And it's the people pleasing. In yeah. You. I wasn't terrified that you were going to judge me. It was a self thing where I had to get to that point where every time that I would I would have something like meat, I would tell myself and then I would tell you, this is a one time thing. And then tomorrow, yeah, and that's I am what vegan I again. I mean, who wouldn't hate that? It was it was me resisting what my body really needed and what no, I mean, not even that. I just would hate that you would just be like like almost lying to yourself or, you know, saying yeah. it's a one time thing when it's not. Yeah. Well, I felt like it was. I, I was very lost. I was very confused. Yeah. And I'm finding myself again as a person, as a mother, and that feels really good. I don't think so. What? I don't think you've been finding yourself. I think you are just now accepting of your decisions with more confidence. Yeah. No, totally. But I think that's also finding myself in a deeper way. You have to know who you are to embrace those types of decisions. And I, I disagree. I don't know who I am. I just do what I do. <laughs> I would like to think that I know who I am, but we can differ on this opinion. I get it. I love what you're saying. And everybody listening, Jonathan is the devil's advocate. If I say something, he's going to be like, I see it a different way. And I love that. Like if we're going to talk about soulmates in this episode, I don't want somebody who's going to agree with me all the time. I want to hear different perspectives. I love the way that your brain works. I love the way you think about humans and the world and how selfless you are and your perspective on things. Well, I just thank you. I think innately we feel like the way that you talk about yourself sometimes, it's almost like you're this flawed version of yourself that could see the full potential of yourself in the distant future, whether that's near distant or far distant versus like, this is just who I am and I'm just going to live my life. And I think you've gravitated more towards that definitely mm -hmm. this year. And I've loved seeing that. And I think with that, you're making decisions that are more based on this new kind of like confidence and feeling comfortable within your own skin. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I feel, I see those changes. I see how they're showing up in my life. I had a conversation last night with my best friend. And I told you about this. You're my best friend. My best girlfriend. And I thought that was, was your best girlfriend. <laughs> you're my best girlfriend. Firefly Lane girls for life. So with one of my other best friends, I could sense how far I've come because I spoke to her about something that was really hard for me to talk about because it was hard for me to accept even within myself that this change had occurred and I spoke it in a way that was unapologetic. And I know that she was really proud of me. And I was saying, you know, I used to operate in this other way for so long, which was I could not, I could not function if I felt that someone was upset with me. I couldn't function if a close friend and I had drifted apart. Everything was my fault. It was very negative in my own mind. It was like... You would also create these stories in your mind for months. Years. About, yeah. 
about how a situation is from your perspective. And then I don't feel like you do that as much, if at all, anymore. And then when you have those conversations like you did last night, like you realize that the other person may have been completely oblivious to that and you're enlightening them on kind of like your perspective and yeah which is there's some uh how do i put it i feel like that for you is very healing knowing Mm -hmm. that this isn't like some story or something that they've known also but you're opening up to them and they're seeing things from your perspective and all those stories that you created in your head never were really there or existed no totally the stories we tell ourselves in our own minds never cease to fascinate me. We create our own reality and everyone's reality is so different. And when I have a friend come to me and tell me I feel this way and I'm hurt for this reason, it's usually a shock to me, even as a very intuitive person. And I realize same goes for me when I approach someone. And that's why I I try to take full responsibility for my feelings for my emotions, for my actions. But that doesn't mean that you can't express them to people. You just have to know this is your world. We are all living in our own world. I was reading Louise Hay last night as we were falling asleep. One of my favorite books by her, The Power is Within You. And it was like just basically harping on that fact no two realities are the same. It would be a disservice to us to assume that anybody even our husband, our wife, our partner has the same reality that we do. So for that reason, I can look back on 2023 so far and say like, whoa, this has been a dark year. It has changed so much. It's turned into lightness. It feels really good. And you can look back and say, this has been a lot of fun. (laughs) We traveled. We love each other. We have an amazing son. It's so wild. But I think what a lot of people wanted to hear from you specifically on this topic is how has it affected you? My anxiety, things that I've been going through. Inevitably, you feel it. You're a sponge. You're a Pisces moon. How has it affected you? I mean, just being completely honest, there's always something with Jordan. There's always something. So, you know. (laughs) Welcome to being married to me. I knew what I was getting myself into with you. And as long as I've known you, there's been something... And this is just what it is right now. Oh, my God. You know what? I like to keep you on your toes. I like to keep life exciting. Yeah. But But I mean, like actually getting more granular with it. How has the anxiety been? I feel like the lessons in life that you're supposed to learn will repeat themselves until you learn them. So for you, this is kind of a phase that I feel is really important. And I'm just here to learn how to support you through it and not fuck up Mm -hmm. and thank you yeah and yeah i mean i just i mean has it made you a better person a more compassionate person do you feel like you understand people in the world better because you've seen you know this really intense mental health situation i i feel like i wish that i did (laughs) that's okay keep being honest we love it but I don't, I have a very hard time. I'm very empathetic, very emotional. I have a very hard time really tapping into what other people are feeling for some reason. Yeah, that's true. That's true about you. Yeah. 
I think you tend to see the world really optimistically and people like if we're with people and we leave and I'm like, okay, this happened and this happened and that was weird. You're like, what do you mean? Everything was great. And I think that's a really beautiful way to see the world. I think there need to be more people like you. Oblivious people. Yeah, you're pretty oblivious, but a little delusion, delusionality never Never heard Is that anyone. A word? No, I, I like to make up words on the podcast. No, but I've been thinking about this a lot lately. We all have to embrace being a little bit delusional because if we didn't, you know, we'd be walking around thinking about how crazy the freaking world is all the time, how hard it is to be a human, to see everybody that you love, to take care of yourself, to work and have a career and provide for your family. Meanwhile, you know, the world's not in the best place. People are suffering. Like if we weren't a little bit delusional, we would all be kind of unhappy. And I think the goal here in life is to be happy. Yeah. And to be in love. Okay, we are calling all parents for this advertisement. You are going to love KiwiCo. And even if you're not a parent, if you have a niece or a nephew or a friend with kids, you guys have got to check out KiwiCo. And if you haven't yet, then you are truly sleeping on the best toys and the most incredible subscription service. So this makes playing with your kids so much fun. They create super cool hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love of learning among kids. And I just love their toys. Like everything that they have sent for Atticus, we've been on a subscription for a while, has been amazing. It's been perfect for his age. So you can obviously choose your age group. They have stuff from babies all the way up to teenagers. And what makes it different is it cultivates your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every month. It encourages your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. And it's also really fun for the parents to get involved. So as a parent, it can be hard sometimes to think of new things for your kids to do every single day to keep them busy and challenged. And of course, off of their screens, if you are anything like me. So you got to check out KiwiCo. You're going to love it. We, of course, have a special discount code for you. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off of your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com with the code BALANCED. That is 50% off your first month with promo code BALANCED at KiwiCo.com. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworkers' promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Laura McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Which brings me to my next topic, love. What is your love language, Jonathan Albrecht? My love, do I just get one? 
I mean, no, like, you know, in a list. Acts of service, physical touch, and that's it. That's what I thought. <laughs> what about quality time? Like my own quality time, like away from you? No, like I'm your kidding. love language together. Because mine is quality time, but you're definitely an acts of service and physical touch person. And guys, I have had to learn. <laughs> I've really had to learn how to give love through acts of service. Yeah. It's not my particular love language. No, it's like number five on the list for you. It is. And, and I think it's so easy well, sometimes. I think it's amazing how many acts of service you do for me. But I'm always telling you, like, thank you. And I love it. But it's not my love language. But you're really good about my love language, which is words of affirmation. It is so hard. The words of affirmation, love language that I have to work on to appease you. No, it's not. You write it me is. beautiful poems every morning. But that's an act of service. No, that's words of affirmation. Oh. I guess the point, in an act of the service. one that is so hard for me is like after 10 p.m., I don't want to talk. And like, all I want to do is and talk. And all you want to do is talk. But it's not even like have a conversation talk. Like you'll be like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to the bank. Like I do you, not say that. I, I never go to the bank. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you'll say something like tomorrow. I'm gonna... That's just a statement. I don't need to be like, oh, okay. Have like, I'm glad you're going to the bank. I like, like for people to respond to me. That's just uncommon. Well, if we did a poll for guys, Josh, do you respond to every single thing your wife says to you? Yeah, you don't. It's not okay, what it guys do. It doesn't have do. to be every single thing. But you do on every single thing. Okay. Can we, I mean, we're talking about the mental health stuff. I have OCD. I have actual OCD around that. But I feel like it's all diagnosed. women. diagnosed. All women want it. I mean, all women want it. Let's be honest. But it hurts. Like, it hurts my body if I say something and you don't respond. Yeah. That's a whole different level. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's normal. I'm not saying that people should <laughs> strive to force someone to answer them, but it just means something to me. Even if you just I know say, it does. okay, that's why, like, I, Did you that's hear why me? I say stuff all the time. Well, because it's a personal, it goes back to childhood. Everything goes back to childhood. My parents are pretty quiet. Love them. They're my best friends in the world. My mom's super reserved, quiet. My dad's not the best listener. And so growing up with them, I felt like I would say stuff and people wouldn't respond to the point where I'm like, do you hear me? Do I need to repeat myself? And for someone who likes to be center stage, yeah. it was just the perfect combination to become that kind of person. And I think since we're talking about marriage and love in this episode, I think that when we're married, we generally we expect our partner to kind of encompass so much and that's not fair you can't expect your partner to give you everything you need and that's why i feel very blessed and very grateful to have incredible friends i have some best friends who i'm in contact with constantly you're incredible to them as well you're very good friends with them as well and i think correct me if i'm wrong you're very grateful that i have these women in my life who I can I voice, pay them. voice note, excuse me. Hey, I pay every single one. I'm like, Jordan Stop. wants to talk. I need you to voice note. Oh my yep. God. No, yeah. you're crazy. Yeah. I have Jenna. I have Kenzie. I have All Jillian. 
Oh, all well, on thanks, the guys. Now I know my friends are actually <laughs> no, just kidding. But honestly, I feel so grateful because to be able to talk to them and also my mom, my yeah. mom is my best friend. I think it. we can't put that much pressure on one person. You have so many strengths. Your love language is not the same as mine. Words of affirmation. I wonder what people who have the same love languages, what that relationship is like. I think, because I read the book, The Five Love Languages, and so did you, but back in the day when we first started dating, I think it's typically easier for them because if you know how you receive love and then you give love in the same way, it just kind of makes sense to you. Where I've had to learn how acts of service, how emptying the dishwasher is an act of love, actual R- rin- love Rinsing to you. a spoon. Well, that I don't like to do. But that's like so much easier than doing all the dishes. I know. I'm just saying, hypothetically, taking out the trash actually makes Jonathan. I would never make you take the trash out. I know. Hypothetically, it makes Jonathan feel loved. Where I've had to actually wrap my head around that and learn. Because to me like a poem or like, you know, coming in while you're taking a shower and like telling you 10 reasons why I love you. (laughs) That feels like love. But we have very, you know, it's very different. So I think for people who have the same, it's typically a little easier. So mine are words of affirmation and then quality time. Yeah. But I also love my quality time alone, which I think we can get to. I think we have a unique relationship and something that makes us thrive is that we both love our alone time. What does that look like? Well, I think what it does for us is it allows us to just be more excited and enjoy each other's company more. And we're talking like an hour or two, you know, at a time at most where we're both kind of doing our own thing. And then when we rejoin, it's, you know, We've kind of gotten all that stuff out of the way. Like, I don't want to be in bed with you and you're still kind of doing work on your phone. Or you don't want to be in bed with me and I'm doing my Duolingo. You know? <laughs> Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, as I say. Jonathan has been learning Spanish on Duolingo. Yeah. 200 and... day streak today, by the way. Is that today? Yeah. So tomorrow's 201. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. We got to celebrate. Yeah, he's learning so much. I'm actually really impressed. And sometimes I get mad at him because he's he's so addicted to the Duolingo, but he's learning a language. So it's like, if you're going to be addicted to something, it may as well be that. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to touch on the alone time because there's a lot of people listening who they're searching for that companion and that balance and that happiness in their relationship. And I think a lot of people feel like if you still desire that alone time and you live together and you only have minimal time in the day to be together, then there's something wrong. Like, why would I rather be alone in the bath than in bed with my husband? Well, because many of us need time alone. Yeah. I'm an introvert. I'm a reflector. You have to know these things about yourself. And it doesn't mean that you love the person any less. I think it just, what it means, it's different for everybody. I feel that if you are spending time separately it's to allow yourself to be 100% present when you're with your person. Like when I'm with you and we're watching a show or we're reading in bed or we're talking, like we're not on our phones at all. And I get pissed at you if like 
even you're texting your mom about something, it's like, why do you need to text your mom at 10, 10 p.m.? Like, this is my time. And I get, I get upset about it. Mm-hmm. Because if we have separated, we've created time to within our schedules to kind of have our own time. And for me, it's really important that when we are done with that and we're together, that we're fully together. Mm-hmm. So, And you've taught me a lot. I have an addiction to technology, as do many of us in this day and age, and it's really unhealthy, and it really terrifies me. So Jonathan keeps me on my, he, he keeps me on my game, too. Well, I have all of these new boundaries on my phone, thanks to my trip to Costa Rica. I downloaded all these different apps and software on the computer to actually close it down at a certain time of day, and it will not let you open your apps. I mean, you can press a little override button, but I think that just, it's just a reminder. Like, do I want to override? Have you ever pressed the override button? All the time. But if you have to go the extra mile to do that, at least it's a reminder to your brain. Is it password protected? No. Could you make it password protected? Yes. But the one that I have on my computer, it's called Freedom. There's no overriding. Like, there's nothing you can do. Your internet's locked. Your computer's locked until, or not your computer, but like anything that you want it to block. So I'll do email, I'll do all that kind of stuff. And when you have no option, it's like, oh shit, I can't even Google a word. I can't even use a thesaurus right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was writing a book, so that was important to me. But anyway, Jonathan definitely keeps me on track with my goals when it comes to technology. And it's just kind of wild, the things that we can become addicted to, especially when we don't want to feel our own feelings. Okay, I cannot even tell you guys how happy I am that we have discovered Ready Set Food. The only regret that I have is that we didn't know about them sooner when I was first introducing food and all of the common allergens to Atticus. But now that I know about it, we use their stuff religiously. And for all of my future kids, we will be jumping on the bandwagon way earlier. So this month, May, is Food Allergy Awareness Month. And Ready Set Food is on a mission to raise awareness of food allergies and the importance of early allergy introduction. Unfortunately, food allergies Allergies are on the rise. I feel like we all know a child or a person with severe food allergies. My niece is one of them. She's allergic to cashews and it has been quite the journey. So babies don't have to get food allergies. Evidence-based research, USDA guidelines, pediatricians, and allergists all agree that feeding small amounts of common food allergens daily for six months or more, starting at four months of age, is important for babies to give them the best chance at a future of food freedom. Like I said, I didn't do that. I wish I had known. Now I know. And I'm obsessed with Ready Set Food and their products. They are made with real organic food. They contain no additives or artificial ingredients. Atticus loves their oatmeal. He actually is one of the only kids I know who doesn't typically like oatmeal and he loves theirs. So you guys have got to check it out for all the things. Visit readysetfood.com slash balanced to learn more and get exclusive discounts on these amazing early allergen introduction products. Enjoy and tell me what you think.
If you've been following me for a long time, then you know I have been on a hormone journey. Hormones are the number one cause of skin, hair, and beauty issues. If you struggle with any of the above, you got to check out your hormones. So our hormones are all under attack due to chronic stress and the 85,000 chemicals that we are exposed to daily, which is horrifying. So using a brand that is backed by an integrated health approach and verified hormone disruptor free will help you feel and look your best and get your hormones back in balance. I have been obsessed with Veracity and I'm so excited to talk to you guys about them today. They are committed to hormone clean, clinically proven ingredients. Their skincare is validated by a medical advisory team, and it leverages advanced skincare science to deliver results without compromising your overall health. It is pregnancy safe and breastfeeding safe. They also have so many incredible products from blemish calming cleansers to serums and multivitamins. I'm a fan of truly everything that they have, and they have an at-home hormone test. They're the first beauty brand to ever offer an at-home hormone test. I took it. I will share my results with you guys when they come back, and I cannot wait for you to try this. Visit veracityselfcare.com balanced to get 20% off your first order when you use code balanced at checkout. That's V-E-R-A-C-I-T-Y selfcare.com forward slash balanced for 20% off your first purchase with the code balanced. Enjoy. We're going to move on to the next topic. We're going to talk about soulmates. What do soulmates mean to you? Did you always envision that you would end up with a soulmate? Was that not something you thought about as like a boy growing up? Yeah, no. But you were very romantic. Yeah, but romantic in a different way. You know, I think you're looking for that one person who's going to fulfill that part of you that you believe is, you know, missing or that you want out of your partner. And I don't think that intuition always works out. And I think that's... What do you mean intuition? I think a lot of people end up with somebody and they unfortunately realize after time that maybe that's not the person that they were supposed to end up with. And I think... So I think what you're saying is love is not the only thing that matters. I mean, because a lot of people, I think, stay together because they love each other. They get together. They feel like that's going to withstand. But there's so many other things. You have to be compatible. You have to kind of want the same things out of life. Is that uh, what you're saying? No. Oh, okay. What are you saying? Not, not at all. Sorry, misunderstood. I, I think that you know, I'm looking. I'm thinking about me. You you were asking about me. You were asking about like, how did I believe in soulmates, or you know, did you know what was it like growing up? Like, I think we have this idea of the person that we want to end up with, and there have been many times where I'm dating somebody, and if I was like, you know what, this is this is my person, and hypothetically they felt the same way, and it very well could have gone a different direction my whole life if people felt differently or if I felt differently. And, you know, I think when people align and feel like this is something that they want and pursue it and then realize maybe six months into it, a year into it, five years into it, that I don't think this is what 
what I really wanted to sign up for. I don't think this person is my person. You know, that sucks. And I think that happens to a lot of people. Like, mm -hmm. I think love could be very blinding. And, you know, I think with you, the fact that we were friends first, I had established this foundation about who you were as a person that I originally fell in love with before actually falling in love with you on a romantic level. And when I was falling in love with you as just being my friend on a non-romantic level, I'm having these romantic relationships with people that it just was maybe just romantic or just not like fully compatible. And, you know, I, I just knew that when those ended and I had this opportunity to pursue you in that way that like I knew for sure what I was getting myself into. And I've told you that like I knew that very first date that we had that like this is this is it. Like I'm 100% in and she's 100% in because you're 100% in person and so am I. Mm -hmm. So how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I think the soulmate thing is it puts a lot of pressure on people. And I think some people get lucky with finding their soulmate. I also think that a lot of people, their soulmate, if you believe in that, is somebody that already exists in your life, probably. And either one of you hates to admit it, or maybe, unfortunately, one of the two of you just don't feel the same way for that person as you do for them. And maybe a soulmate, maybe they aren't, or maybe you are. It's so hard to tell. I just think that it's very rare to find two people that truly are so compatible, so loving for one another, so perfect for one another. And I just got fucking lucky. <laughs> that's that's what I And you deserve it. You're the most deserving person of that kind of love ever. And you don't even know this, but yesterday, one of your friends from middle school, who is a girl who we love, Brittany, she sent me a message. Actually, she posted on her Instagram, like everybody needs a Jonathan in their life and showed this amazing message you sent her for Mother's Day. Just so thoughtful. And her and I were messaging and she's like, no, but really, you got the best one. <laughs> you got the best guy. And she has an amazing husband too. And she was like, even he was talking about how Jonathan is the best freaking guy. And I just wanted to tell you that, reflect that to you, because I obviously agree. But I love your outlook on that because my audience knows I could talk about soulmates till the cows come home. We could do full episodes on soulmates and twin flames and what that means. But it's kind of just a label and it's kind of could be pressure, like you're saying. You just know when you're with the right person. I like to use those kind of terms because Jonathan is my twin flame, my soulmate through lifetimes. We say, can I say what we say to each other? Yeah. That we're born together because our life started with each other life before Jonathan, I wasn't born yet, quote unquote. And when he told this, when we like said this to, to his family, his brother was like, no, like you and me, Jonathan, were born together. We didn't yeah. know Jordan. It was a lot of people. Wait, don't wait, get it. We didn't we, say it to my family as if it was necessary. We just said it to my brother. And well, it's just a cute little thing. Yeah. Little hashtag. My brother maybe and I a tattoo. one year apart. So you guys were literally when born I was like, together. We were, we were born together. And he's like, you and I were born together, like the same same year, pretty much. 
Yeah, which is just so funny. But I think when you're with your person, you have a lot of inside jokes. When we're home alone together, if people only knew how silly we are, I mean, the person that I am here on the podcast, this is my real authentic self. I don't know how to be anything other than that. But the person I am at home with Jonathan <laughs> is it's a goof. Hilarious. What is she like? Tell everybody. You're the only person oh who knows. Oh, my God. I wish people knew how funny you were. Like, and give us an example. The people need to know. Okay. One of my favorite comedians, what I love about him, Chris D'Elia. Mm-hmm. Sorry, people, if you're an anti-Chris fan, he's, he's hilarious. He makes himself laugh so hard. He can't even complete a joke because he's just laughing at his own joke so hard mid-joke. You do the same shit. <laughs> you make yourself laugh all the time. I'm just sitting there and watching you. Like, be cute, do something cute, and then you make yourself laugh. And then, like, you, it's like there's two people, but there's just one person to you, and you're kind of just there with yourself in dialogue, making yourself laugh. Oh my God. And it's adorable. I will get into these giggle attacks, attacks. And this is like after 10 p.m. when Jonathan, like he already said, he's tired. He wakes up way earlier than me. And I will be cracking myself up. But I think you have to admit, I crack you up too. You do. <laughs> and you're, you're hilarious. A little kid. We're little kids together. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, we could go on and on about that. And that's really what are, fun. What are some other questions? Well, I actually wanted to get to the Q&A from the audience. Oh. And then in true Jonathan fashion, I had people that we know send oh. in some questions. I copied you. Okay. If anybody's listened to episode 300, you know, Jonathan had 12 people incredible people sending questions for me. So I have just a few, just a few, but mostly we're going to do audience Q&A. Samantha Burkhart says, how often do you fight? What are your conflict repair tools? What up, Samantha? Great question. We fight all the time. We argue. We bicker. I think. Yeah. And like if you're talking like full fight, like like intense, like a kick a salad, Wad drips from the ceiling. Yeah, probably like once a year. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like usually, actually it's not usually, it's 100% always my fault. And. Yes. And then bickering, we, you know, bicker probably a couple times a week. Yeah. Usually, no, not usually. 100% always my fault. Mm-hmm. And. You're not being sarcastic. This is yeah. true. <laughs> This is true. Yeah, I would say like big fights are very rare. After having a baby, they might happen a little more often because there's sleep deprivation. There's another person involved that we take care of. But our conflict resolution, I think, has come a long way. I think we're both stubborn people. And when we first got together and we really started having bigger arguments, it was very hard for either of us to apologize or to throw in the towel to end to end it because I could go head to head for life. I think that's something that you guys listening don't know about me. I think our shaman, Manash, called it. What did he call me? A samurai? Yep. I could come at you like a With real swords. samurai and you're just like, I need a fucking break. I need yeah. like to be alone. So I think it's it's for conflict repair. It's about respecting each other's style. Like you need to be alone. 
go to the gym for an hour, come back, you'll, you'll be a new person and our fight will easily resolve where I just want to keep the conversation going because I'm so, I care so much that I'm kind of like, I want, I want this to end. I disagree with that. Hmm. I don't think it's because you care so much that you want this to end. You can't think about anything else. That's what I'm talking about. No, it's selfish. I'm like, don't give me a whole night Manesh where I have to think about it. this. Manesh said it. I need my space. Uh-huh. And if it's an hour or whatever, you will not let me have it sometimes. You, no. you need You block me in. I chase him around and I'm like, Jonathan, we're I'm, married. I want to finish our conversation. And I don't. <laughs> I know. So, Samantha, there you go. This is like the real. This is the real answer. We don't have a perfect answer, but I think respecting but, each but other's But I'm 100% style. wrong all the time, every time. It's always my fault. That's okay. true. <laughs> yes. But I think if you're fighting all the time, that's a whole other story. And I'm happy that our fights are few and far between. And they're um, always about something stupid. So like, stupid. And she'll bring it up. And, and I just am. I, I will say care. to him, Jonathan, this is minutia. This is not important. Yeah. This is nothing. Okay. But in, in those situations, it's less about the actual thing. That yeah, well, there's always something deeper. I yeah. think if I could say something about Jonathan, I think you bottle your feelings up inside a lot and you're very strong and you're very selfless as a true generator in human design. But when you're pushed to your brink, anything could kind of put you over the edge. So it always feels like something small, but it's it's not as small. You know, you have a lot going on in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on. Okay. Someone says, what's his... Who's someone? Well, her Instagram is Red Lip Pedria. What up? What is his advice to other men with a chronically ill girlfriend or a wife in the depths of healing? First of all, I'm sorry, because that sucks. Um, just lay on the floor, man. Like, don't... You're never going to give advice that's going to win. They just want to have somebody that could be there with you that and make the effort sometimes it doesn't have to be a big one but like learn some of the shit like jordan would come home and she's like i have hold you and i'm like i don't know any of those words like but they're she's coming back from a doctor appointment and these are like medical terms that like i should try to familiarize myself with and when I do and I'm like you know the next day she's like having nuts or something I'm like oh you don't want to have those because that causes inflammation and we don't want to act up your <laughs> she's like oh my god I can't believe you like he looked does. that up and stuff he's thoughtful he's thoughtful as can be so and it and the, and you could just do that once in a while it's not like you have to like do that every single day, but just make a small effort and lay on the ground. And lay on the ground. I love that. Isabel Brackett says thoughts on being in a couple where one is so spiritual and the other isn't. What the hell is? I'm a spiritual <laughs> person. Yeah, I think Jonathan's a lot more spiritual than a lot of people would think. However, is it, is it Isabel? Isabel. Oh, Isabel. Okay, sorry, my bad. I am spiritual in a different way. I don't believe in the cosmos and and you know the well you the believe Pleiades. It. You believe in the Pleiadians, excuse me. 
Okay. I would say, though, that spirituality is unique to everybody. And my interpretation of spirituality is probably equal to Jordan's, just with different stuff. So... And, and I've said this before, and I mean it, you know, there are certain belief systems that offend people and hurt people and are blatantly wrong. And then there are believing in aliens and the Pallades and half the stuff that Jordan, 90% of it, that Jordan believes in that makes people feel seen and heard and and brings positivity and joy to their to their lives. So like who cares? Like why would you get mad at that? So it's kind of my whole thing with your spirituality mm-hmm. is that like I love that you're helping people and you're healing people and you're inspiring people to you know think unconventionally. And as long as you're not hurting people with your beliefs then or spirituality, then you know, more mm-hmm. power to you. Yeah. I think you But said, we are not. She is not more spiritual than me. No, it's true. When we started dating, you said it was your favorite thing about me. Yeah. And I love that. And it's true. Just because I'm into more of the cosmic stuff than he is when it comes to dimensions and frequencies and all that kind of stuff doesn't mean that I'm more spiritual than him. He kind of like walks the spiritual walk more than mostly anyone I know. Jenna, our dear friend, who's been on this podcast many times, calls him an oracle because the wisdom that comes from this man is unreal and it's just authentic to who he is. It's just who he is and it's not like something that you study or something that you're kind of passionate about learning more about, but you inherently are a very spiritual person and that's why it works, I think, for me, from from my end i have to let you guys in on the secret for fighting bloat oh my god i have been chronically bloated for as long as i can remember and i have found a few tools in my toolkit that have helped me nothing has helped me as much as this you gotta try it it's clean simple eats they are truly the best tasting greens i've ever had i just had them this morning with my breakfast i've already told all of the people in my life to get on board with this and everyone is hooked. I drink these greens every day. I usually have them in the morning and I just mix them with water and I feel less bloated. I feel more energized. And as you know, I'm not drinking coffee these days. So any kind of extra pep in my step, anything that gives me energy is much appreciated. It is packed with 17 vegetables per serving, all of the superfoods that you can imagine in just one scoop. They're the superfoods that you need, but you don't typically get like organic chlorella and spirulina. They have five delicious flavors. They're all natural. I love the peachy flavor. It tastes like a peach ring candy, which I've always been obsessed with, but the other flavors are also amazing. You can try all five in their greens 
Women's Variety Pack. We have a special code with you. You can improve your health for just $1 a day. How amazing is that? Visit cleansimpleeats.com and use the code BALANCED at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your first order at cleansimpleeats.com. Enjoy. Okay, this next product I am so excited to talk to you about. This is something that everybody needs and it is the first of its kind. We are talking about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It is for your pits, your privates, and beyond. It was created by an OB who ended up seeing firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. So basically, it is a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It's aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. So that's right. It is not just a deodorant for your armpits. This is for everything, and this is what we all need. This has never existed before. It's completely safe to use on any area of your body, literally anywhere. So your thighs, your belly button, your underboobs, your feet, like you can use it anywhere. It's aluminum free, like I said, baking soda free and paraben free, which I love because I have the most sensitive skin ever. I keep it in my bag. I love the toasted coconut scent and it was perfect this weekend. We went to a wedding in the central coast of California. It was so freaking hot. My boobs were sweating. I was sticking to the chair. It was not good. And you know when that starts to happen, it's like, this is terrible. We got to fix this. So I had that with me and it really helped and it smells amazing. We of course have a special offer for you. New customers will get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code balanced at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use the code balanced. Enjoy. Just Jessica Claire says how to keep long-term relationships fun and spicy throughout the years. Okay. Well, Jessica, I've never been in a long-term relationship, but... What are you talking about? Oh. What the fuck? I thought she said long distance and I was thinking long oh distance. Oh my God. I'm That'll like, make a good blooper. Are we not married? No, we are. Okay. <laughs> Hold this on. is a relationship episode. So I'm not a great listener, clearly. Jessica, Jessica, now you know what I deal with. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you've never been in a long-term relationship? So how to keep it, what was it? Spicy. spicy. And what was the other word though? Fun. Fun and spicy. Okay. I would say make, make that area of your relationship a priority and... I think at first it could be take a little more effort for some, but I think the more you make it a priority and the more you learn about your partner and, and the things that they like and don't like and plan for fun nights, that's fun. Like it, it does become fun and it, it never... I don't know. I it never like dies. <laughs> the spark never dies when you're, you know, when you deeply feel for someone. But I think a lot of people kind of elaborated on that question too. becoming parents and keeping the romance alive and continuing to make time for each other. I think you hit the nail on the head 
you have to make the time. Like time is not just going to appear out of nowhere. It has to be a priority. And I think that's something that we've learned because we both have very full lives. Yeah. A lot on our plates. Like we kind of have to remember at the end of the day, it's us. It's me and you, baby. We got to keep this feeling good and exciting and spicy and all the things. And then I think the love from our home is felt. Like it's felt through Atticus. When you come into our home, you feel this really good energy and love because it's something that we work toward. That's the vibe that we want to cultivate in our home. Yeah. I wanted to say also that when you're dating somebody and like you text them on a Wednesday and you're like, can't wait to see you on Friday, you know, typically you're making plans and both parties kind of know that shit's going to go down on Friday. You know what I mean? And I think it's still that that has to carry on also in your marriage, especially like your long, a long-term relationship. Which, believe it or not, you're is, in. <laughs> yes, I am in one. Because it, one, it builds to an excitement, but also like if I have no idea her spiciness at the moment and she has no idea about mine, and then I get upset that like... <laughs> that I didn't read your mind. That you didn't read my mind or you, you know, are bothered. That, bothered. That I Jonathan didn't read yours. gets bothered. I mean, either way, like the, the point I'm trying to make is it, it just doesn't add fuel to the fire. That's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't expect to read each other's minds. And it's true. I actually remember my therapist telling me back in the day when you and I moved in together, he said, don't ever stop dating each other. Just that's the one thing to remember. You're going to live together now. Keep going on dates. Yeah. Keep making plans. It's true. Also, if you just send your significant other a text in the morning that says like, hey, I'm going to fill in the blank tonight. <laughs> They'll be excited all day long. That is still a lot of fun. And it doesn't matter how many months or years you've been in a relationship. Those always mm-hmm. those always are go great. Over well. I totally agree. You guys should see the text you sent me this morning. It was beautiful, poetic, gorgeous words that I just can't even believe came from my husband. But I can because you're amazing. Okay, next question. Speaking of people we know, and I said that I had asked a couple people in our lives to send in some questions. My mom says, what is Jonathan's favorite attribute of yours and also his least favorite attribute of yours? Ooh. Shout out to Jane with the good questions. All right. Least favorite attribute is like, are we talking physical attribute or just general? No, I think it's like a characteristic. Yeah, you just not physical. Yeah, you don't put anything away ever. Mm. Like stuff that, yeah, caps it's on toothpaste, <laughs> anything really. I like, yeah, it's I don't I have to get into it, but it's just wild to me. I still love you. What's your favorite attribute? My favorite attribute, without a doubt, unequivocally, is that brain inside of your head. Is what? Oh, the brain inside of my head. Yeah. Thank you. I just like, I mean, hearing you talk to Atticus and how you put yourself out there and how you've created this career for yourself. Like, you know, I not knocking other people who are just, you know, 
stunning and that's helped get them to a certain place and then they've pivoted. You've never, you've just been completely and authentically you through your words and through your photos and people gravitated towards you and have stuck with you for a decade. And it's because they just love that beautiful mind. Although some people fucking hate it. And that's cool. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have any hate listeners on board today. You will, 100%. Um, okay. Can't wait for the YouTube well, comments. Thanks for tuning in to the show, to, <laughs> to them and to the lovers. No, also, okay, next question is from my dad. That was beautiful, by the way. Thank you so much. My dad, Byron Younger, says, what has surprised you the most about being married to Jordan? What has surprised me the most? I think that you have an unwavering way of being that most people over time, their walls kind of, you know, soften a little bit. And I feel like yours just sharpen, if that makes sense. So let me hold please on. explain. I'm I'm trying to. Uh, I follow. I follow so far, but I want more detail. I think what has surprised me the most is you have a relentless desire to travel all the time, and I did not grow up in that world at all. So like I'm traveling the world now. Yeah, but that surprised you. You knew that from like when we started dating and I was like, hey, we've been together for four weeks. Do you want to go to Bali for a month? Yeah. So were you really that surprised? Well, when New Year's kind of rolls around, I'm always like, okay, what what one week, what eight day family trip do you want to do this year? And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, I want to do five of those. And... Like also, you know, go to like, yeah, yeah. It, no, that's so true. I think that is always a surprise to you and to me because I'm always like, again, we're not going to do one trip this year. We're going to do several. Yeah. And I love that you've gotten on board. And it's true when you grow up differently than your significant other, like those things arise. Yeah, and it, it's just not common to go on multiple one week trips. Is it not? Every year. Well, you know, we can make it a thing in the TBB community. I think you have made it a thing. I think we're going to keep making it a thing. Yeah. And your brother wanted to know, what is your greatest fear in life? My greatest fear in life is dying. Mm-hmm. You definitely have a fear of death. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think over the years it's subsided and, you know, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm helping you with that. We've had ayahuasca ceremonies geared around that. And for whatever reason, I'm not afraid of death. So I'm just going to keep sharing that That's probably my favorite thing about you. I'm not even joking. Like, when I'm in my panic, like, hyperventilating state of, like, holy shit, like, we're going to die, we're going to die, I'm going to die. Everyone's going to die. Everyone I know is going to be dead. Like, it's terrifying to me. And then you have this gentle way of calming me and sharing that kind of helps. If you had those same fears, I would, I don't know what what that would look like. We would be a mess. 
Now, we have very different fears, very different anxieties. And having this conversation with you today makes me realize that even though I've had a lot of anxiety this year and you've been really, really helpful, you've had anxiety over the years and I have a lot of calm and nurturing inside of me to share. You do. And that's a good reminder to anybody else who struggles like I have. We all have the duality, which is a really beautiful thing. So two final questions for you before we wrap up today. Number one, what would my listeners be surprised to know about me? Mm, What would they be surprised to know about you? What is a surprising fact about your wife? I know. I need this to be like a really good one. I know. I mean, surprise the listeners, please. They know a lot about me, so you have to really think outside the box. I know. You're an open book. This is like really tough. I'm sure you can think of something. I mean, the ones that I could think of aren't that like exciting. What are they? Like you don't care how good it supposedly is. You won't see a movie that was like made before the year 2000. Like, my favorite movies you won't even watch because of the year that it came out because it just looks old to you. I'm not a big movie person. Maybe that would be surprising to people. Also not a big movie person. I don't have the greatest attention span. But you can watch a three-hour documentary on something. Yep. That makes no I sense I love to me. documentaries. Makes no sense. Okay, I like that. I was thinking more along the lines of what is a surprising, like, personality thing? Personality thing personality thing. I'm not trying to make it hard. Okay. So I would say a surprising thing that you do that not a lot of people know is you will sing. If you if there is a song stuck in your head, you will sing it for six hours. You'll just repeat the same thing. It's not at, even the at full the song. the top of my lungs. Yeah. Like it's like four bars or eight bars of a song on repeat. And kind of done a little bit differently, like each and every time. When the music speaks but, to me, what can I say? Like, and and I'll try and just mention other, like, oh, hey, when was the last time? We went to a John Mayer concert, like, sing something else. Sing fucking something else. Sing a John Mayer song. Like, hey, or I'll put music on. And you just don't know. Yeah. No, if it's stuck in my head, it's really there. Okay, that's a good one. Those are some and good ones. And you make up love. some some pretty funny songs that you sing with Atticus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I make up songs in bed at the end of the day when you're trying to go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> noted. What do you mean noted? You experience it. Oh, Jordan, the way that she sleeps, it's very frustrating. She sleeps like a starfish. She sleeps every limb out. And then mm-hmm. if I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I come back, I'm on my side. Like, I'm on the sliver of my side and I'll, like, lay down and I'll somehow, like, land on on her leg. You and Hudson. Yeah. Hudson, our other son. Okay, final, final question of the day. Fatherhood. We haven't talked about our precious Atticus. Just give us a little, like, just a little life update. What's it like being a dad to a toddler? He's 17 months by the time this comes out. He's a lot of fun right now. He's like learning a bunch of stuff. Like we've fully passed the learning how to walk. Like he doesn't stumble and fall every five to 10 steps like he was. He's now walking, you know. Running. Like pretty much running. 
and learning new words, very much two syllable words, but it's a lot of fun, like teaching him new words and I'm teaching him how to like dunk his head in the bath and just the excitement on his face when like he feels successful, even though he's like just putting his mouth and that's it under the water, you know, without, without his, with his mouth closed, like little things that are just kind of silly. It's a lot of fun. And we're lucky he sleeps 12 hours. He sleeps from 7 to 7, 7.30 to 7.30. That dude is like clockwork, and I love it. And he naps for like two to three hours midday. So I feel like we got lucky. He's also just like a really good kid. So being a dad to him is pretty easy. He's just a, a light. And he's always blowing kisses to people. He's like the life of the party whenever we go anywhere. He's just all smiles. And yeah, he he makes it really easy. I couldn't have put it better myself. That is Atticus in a nutshell. And something I think the listeners would be surprised to know about you is that you are the most devoted dad. Like it's not surprising, but I've never seen anything like it. Like if you really weigh it out and look at like Atticus's life and you think of a lot of kids and their mom is like the main influence. It's not like that with us. Like it's very 50-50. Jonathan's with him a ton. I was just in Costa Rica by myself for seven days, seven nights. I came home and the bond between them, it it was already a huge bond. And now it's like jealous? something I've never seen. I mean, you know, you can go out of town if you want, and we will we will bond. Oh, I think it's <laughs> oh, different, too. No, it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's a, a mom boy. bond and a dad bond. Yeah. And when Jonathan leaves for work every morning, he's suctioned to Jonathan's leg, like, dad, 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 it's dad. It's the best. He even calls me dad, dad, because it's his favorite freaking word. He also says mama, but he loves dad, dad. Mm-hmm. And we love you, Bubba. You're amazing. What are your final words you want to leave our Soul on Fire listeners with today? Just be easier on yourselves. There's so much pressure to, you know, get a great job, make more money, look a certain way, you know, please certain people. Like, you, none of that really matters. You know, at the end of the day, just live your your best life and do what you love to do. And if you do, people will respond to it. And yeah, life's too short to give too many fucks. Mm, mic drop. You're so wise. I really feel like Jonathan could be a life coach. You have life coach vibes. I do. I am your life coach. I know. I don't know if I really want to share you with anyone because you are the best life coach. Thanks, Bob. Well, I love you very much. I won't say where can everyone find you because you hate it when I say that when you come on. Just go but to her page. You guys will find him anyway. Literally go to her page yes. and look at any photo. Yes. And there you go. Absolutely. Well, I love you. This was so fun. Thank you for joining me today. You're my best friend in the entire world. Favorite person on the planet. And Okay, I- pick a color, any color, and we're going to say it. On at three. the same time, on three. Ooh, oh my god! I don't I think you're gonna get the so color. So many on the colors same. going through my mind. You I'm don't think pretty so? confident you're not. Okay, ready? One, One two, two three. Red. Pink. 
Oh, but we're in the same family. You Kinda. said pink, I said red. Red, I would have said I would have said red. I said this is a color I probably wouldn't. I didn't think that you thought okay, that number, I would think you were number gonna say one red. through nine. We're gonna okay. pick pick a number. Okay. Mm-hmm. On three. One, two, three. Seven. Nine. Damn. Okay. okay, I get one more chance to to get this right. Okay. If you could have sex with any man. If you or me. Who would it be on three? Wait, one, who? two, who? three. John Stamos. I thought I wasn't yeah, even ready for that. Was, that for was for that. the boys. What the fuck? That was for the boys. <laughs> I didn't know if you were talking to me. That was the, the that man was, that I would have that sex with. That was from with. Step Brothers. Oh. Yeah. Okay, give me a real one that we can close out with. What is... Who is your celebrity crush? But we, we have different... Your celebrity crush. You know who my celebrity crush is. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel, but also the... Uh, Oh, Camilla, Camilla Marone. Camilla Marone. If you have her on the podcast, Camilla Marone. Camilla, if you're listening. Camilla, if you're listening. You're beautiful. You are absolutely stunning. Most beautiful person next to my wife that I've ever seen with my eyeballs. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome on the show anytime. Please. Okay, final. I don't even know a a question. Josh, what's a good question? Direction, north, south, east, west, east, west. Okay, that's easy. There's four. Okay. One, One, two, two three. three. East. West. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm usually really good at this. You are. I'm not, I don't like the I don't direction think we're this went anymore. in. I guess not. But yep. maybe we're twin flames. Yeah. We're still I don't we're know. I don't know. We're like be, oh for four. We are always going to be born together. Yeah. Last time we were in this room, we did the intuition challenge and we got it right every single freaking time. Yeah. Well, I love you. I could talk to you all day, and you know I will. Hopefully, all night. You will join me for lunch after this, even though you said that you have to get back to work. I want to go to Gracias Madre with you. I'll grab a coffee with you. I want food. Yeah, you could eat. Okay, can't wait. I love you. Love you guys. Thanks everybody for listening. You guys are the best. Thanks for your questions. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.